Today on CityCast Salt Lake, Andy Larson is back. He's the jazz beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, and he's here to explain why in the world the jazz would want to trade Donovan Mitchell and why jazz fans might enjoy themselves more if they stopped obsessing over a title. It's Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Andy Larson, the last time you were on CityCast Salt Lake, we talked about the Jazz rebrand. It was the biggest news. Yeah, it, it's it still hasn't doesn't look any better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. So we got a new coach, Will Hardy, youngest coach in the NBA. That's like the real sticking point for me. As like from where I sit, that's how I remember him. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. You know, he's he's 33, which, yeah, makes him the youngest coach in the league right now. And then I think the third youngest coach in NBA history. Pretty cool. I'll throw out uh, a shout out to Eric Walden, my Tribune jazz uh, co-worker, who's talked to Steve Kerr and a whole bunch of different Will Hardy um, people from high school, college, and kind of his career so far. Um, and they all are all kind of like uniformly positive of that, like, A, he's a genius, and B, just has this like really innate sense of how to work with all different kinds of people. Well, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell a bit because look, Coach Will Hardy's here to stay. Rudy Gobert is gone, gone. Donovan Mitchell is a star, right? Like he is a star. He's also like, I think in some ways, a, a player that Salt Lake is like really proud to have in our city for a lot of different reasons. Why would the Jazz try to trade him? It does come back to kind of the competitive side of it. You know, I, I think he's he does have three years left on his deal. Um, yeah. But because uh, the team is in such a weird place right now, having traded Rudy for kind of this compilation of B-minus guys and a whole bunch of draft picks, it's just really hard to envision the Jazz putting together a championship-winning team in the next three years while Donovan Mitchell's under contract. Hmm. Essentially, you know, the NBA isn't the NFL. It's not, you know, Major League Baseball where like a team can go on a a, a run and surprise the world at, from like the five seed, right? Like it's it's really kind of a league where you have to have multiple stars. You have to have uh, significant talent. That's what the NBA is now. It's title or bust. You know, it, you, you don't get that good of positivity or good vibes from finishing fifth or sixth, uh, as the Jazz can tell you. So. And then you kind of look at it as like, okay, well, what happens kind of long term with Donovan after those three years? And and frankly, you know, the the overwhelming opinion of of people around the league is that he's not likely to stay in Utah. That that he probably would rather play in either a New York or a Miami or or some other kind of bigger market. And you risk losing your best player or one of your best players, a, a legitimate star, for nothing. And so um, mm. it's just kind of a tricky timeline where. Yeah, Donovan's a really good player and good for this community. And, you know, in, in a vacuum, you want to keep good 25-year-old basketball players. And yet, like, right. it just does make some sense to say, hey, if you can't win the title now, acquire those draft picks and try to put it together for the next window. Because it does feel like, you know, though Salt Lakers love Donovan Mitchell, it's an open secret that he wants to leave Utah. And so what I'm hearing is the the team is maybe feeling like they're worried that they're playing checkers and Donovan's playing chess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really even chess. It's like, hey, you know, I, I 
he's a free agent and, you know, and will be a 28 year old superstar NBA player who, you know, would make more money in a larger market and maybe a better cultural fit in a bigger market from, from his point of view. You know, I, I think I, I understand why, you know, Donovan would say, Hey, at that point, I've given you eight years of my career. Let's see what happens elsewhere. Right. You know, right. I, I, yeah. I do understand it from his perspective. And he probably wants a title. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and may, I, I think the Jazz were a reasonably good place for that. Right. Like, you know, again, they did have best regular season uh, record, but it is kind of just like a sad situation overall to see. Like, it's just kind of the natural ebb and flow of the NBA is that you get these kind of high streaks and you get the low, you know, and, and that's just that's how it goes. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that it's easy to get really attached to like NBA players in particular is because the NBA has become such a cultural platform. Like Donovan himself has been incredibly high profile. He's been outspoken, specifically when we talk about racial justice in Utah. Like this is a person who is not only an excellent player, but has like gone toe to toe with Senate President Stuart Adams on like issues of racial justice. And like for Salt Lakers, that is so meaningful. And it's also a lot to ask of him. Um, But I'm curious, like what does Salt Lake lose when he leaves? Like from a cultural standpoint, what does the team lose? Yeah, you know, I think someone who has the the chops to to make an influence there. You know, I, I think Stuart Adams in that kind of leap speech was pretty clear that he thought that Donovan Mitchell helped kill the critical race theory um, bill, yeah. in, or at least, in, in, you know, uh, harm it in a significant way. And, um, you know, so if Donovan's not there, who does step into that role? And is there someone to step into that role? And, you know, is it enough to have Ryan Smith do that? Is Ryan Smith enough? Or is, you know, the the idea of, you know, Donovan Mitchell putting you know, these legislators on blast or really having behind the scenes conversations, which is, you know, kind of most of what he's done. Do you have that same cachet with a younger star or someone who's just been drafted? And, and the answer is probably no. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think you lose a lot because, you know, I, I think Donovan did give Utah a chance and I think he does like Utah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's been frustrating for him at times you know i think the the examples of racism in vivint arena did hurt him um yeah i think but he, he you know really did embrace the community and i you know i i don't know that that's necessarily reflective on the community as a whole but it, it's not a great look i guess whenever posture comes up in conversation we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patience, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatience.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. 
It's interesting you bring up Ryan Smith too and like the sort of ambiance of ownership of the team because we have seen like, you know, sometimes players really step out on issues of social justice or just in a socio-political way and the owners are like, shut up and dribble. But with Ryan Smith at the helm, if the ambiance is we're paving, this is about a vision for, which is my perception is this is about like, he has a vision for Utah. This is about like laying the groundwork for a new Utah, a sort of 2.0 vision for this state, then it will be interesting to see how that pairs with whatever team rebuilding and rebranding they are planning to do in the next five years. Totally. And, you know, I think that's a a huge reason Ryan bought the team. Um, And I, I think he has been relatively successful at that. And I do agree with you, like, that's what he's doing. You know, I think the Millers, when players were politically active, were a little bit, um, uh, hesitant, reluctant that they were getting into that space. You know, I, I don't think that the Millers were super stoked on the Black Lives Matter bubble um, shows of of support. So, um, you know, I think Ryan Smith, yeah, does add that. And then, yeah, definitely clearly wants to make a difference in, in what Utah will be moving forward. Does that vision win and kind of that progressive vision a little bit? You know, I, I wouldn't say Ryan Smith is like a, a Democrat by any means, but he is kind of thoughtful on social issues in a, in a way that, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say much of the Republican, uh, you know, legislature isn't. Right. But then if, yeah, if the team isn't as good or or frankly, does just the backlash get to a point where he doesn't have the political power to be a, be that voice in the room or, or maybe people disagree on what Ryan's vision of Utah 2.0 should be. Um, yeah, I think I think that is definitely part of the conversation here for sure. And, and um you know, it's it's fascinating because then you also have obviously the the Sulkin Slopes part of it too. On the other side of all, they want that version of Utah 2.0, but then and are trying to you know make that voice happen in other ways, not just Ryan Smith. But um, yeah, clearly like a political battle here that's going to take shape in in the next four years. And I and weirdly enough, it probably does matter how good the Jazz are. Hmm, that's so interesting. Yeah. When I bought a, I bought a purple sweater during the rebrand with the like Helvetica Utah jazz, and then it's got the note and I posted a picture of it on my Instagram and it was like really the first time I've ever like, you know, stepped out in like any way, even talking about the jazz. Like I'm not a super sportsy person in my day-to-day life, but a friend of mine who's a lifelong jazz fan responded and said, welcome. I'm excited for you. You'll know nothing but pain. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I'm curious, like, is that where we're at? Like, in the end, should we expect these trades and all this commotion to get us a title? Are we going to get a W out of this? Like, like that sports fandom in general. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, you know, 2019s go home sad at the end of the day. And, you know, the Jazz have made the playoffs, what is it, five, six years in a row and have, I believe, the second highest winning record in the NBA over those last five years. Like, Hmm. It, it's been a good run like and, and you know i guess i would say yes jazz fandom is pain but also like the last five years have been really really enjoyable in hmm. um in a lot of ways and like i you know i i kind of bristle at the title or bust mentality a little bit because i do think there is good that can happen in you know without necessarily winning it but like yes will the jazz likely disappoint their fans who want a title moving forward yeah um Will these moves lead to a, another contention window? I think probably, but, you know, then like, okay, we're we're talking probably three to five years down the road and we're talking like, then you're giving yourself a good shot, but you're not giving yourself a guarantee at it, right? So 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I do think that like that's just kind of sports fandom in general is like if you if you you know, put yourself on the title or bust mentality, um, it, it does get it's just a, it's it's it does get sad, you know, and, and that's something jazz fans know from back from 1997 to 98. You, you can have two of the best players to ever play their position ever in Stockton Malone and still fall short. And that's just that's it's a good life lesson, Allie. Like that's <laughs> Sometimes you do your best and it's not enough, but you still got to keep trying it. Yeah. Well, you know, kids around this valley are probably going to spend the next five to 10 years learning that lesson. So yeah. <laughs> something's gained there. Yeah. And, it, you know, enjoy the, the fun moments along the way. It's a, it's a journey. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I'm going to get a beer, I'm going to get terrible seats and I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this team come together. Right. And that's part of the experience of being a Salt Laker. And we're all in it together to quote High School Musical, our other great Salt Lake tradition. (laughs) (laughs) And I do think like sports, I think sports happiness is totally like expectations minus reality. Right. So if if you have that was the problem with last year's team and and last year, you know, I've covered the jazz for eight seasons. Last year was the least fun I've ever had covering a jazz. Um, It Mm. was that combative. It was because they were falling such short of expectations because, you know, even though they were relatively good, like it just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would rather cover like the 25 win jazz than than that year's jazz team. Hmm. It, it was just a mess, you know, it was just it was just yeah. so stressful. And so, you know, maybe short of toxic, but just not fun. Um, yeah. And I, I do think like, yeah, the, the growing process is there are little joys you can take in in kind of beating those expectations and. Uh, just having a, a a good time. I think ultimately this is probably going to be for the best if and when they do move out of it. And do we have a sense of when that could be? Like, what is the timeline we're working with? His contract is up in two years, three years? It's up in three years. Um, but, you know, I, I think, frankly, it's likely that they trade him um, in the next six months. Huh. I, I would be a little bit surprised if he's still on the team come opening day, late October. Um, oh, okay. I, I think they, you know, I... I not necessarily expecting a trade in August because, frankly, most NBA executives are on vacation. But, like, I think as we start getting to training camp, I think they'll probably want to set new coach Will Hardy up with, like, a kind of a clean slate. I don't expect Donovan to be a jazz man for next season would would, would surprise. Hmm. Well, it's been a good run. So we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> it's been a good, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's funny. Like, it is very, like, existential almost, right? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting hearing you talk about like the value of winning and losing versus just like building power and building community. I spent years as a community organizer and I'm like, yeah, this is the same speech. Like this is the same hype speech you give people before they like knock doors or run for office. It's like whether or not you win, like we're going to learn something. So yep, totally. I think it'll be a good time. Anyways, Andy Larson, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. jazz news before we go the team recently announced where they will be kicking off their 2023 preseason i'll give you one guess wait for it that's right canada oh canada the four game preseason schedule opens on october 2nd in edmonton alberta where the jazz will take on the toronto raptors the game will be played at rogers place home to the edmonton oilers nhl hockey team So yeah, it'll be a super Canadian situation all around. Everyone will be very gracious. And in case of emergency, healthcare will be available. 
that's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow we are debating the best breakfast burrito in this town. So please do not forget to call in with your personal pick and what makes it so great. Are you about ratio? Are you about sauce? 801-203-0137. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Bye. Funny, so I was on a road trip last week, right? And uh, went cross country, stopped at all these different gas stations, and they all have like the same high vis gear for truckers, right? Yeah. It's all like highlighter yellow and black and white. And it's like, this is this is jazz colors. This is great. So I, I bought a, a jazz colored hat for nine ninety nine last week and it and it works great. <laughs> yeah, just a just a tip for jazz fans out there. You can you can get some cheap color you can cheap jazz colored gear um pretty easily now. Well, the Jazz might not be thrilled about you buying outside the team store, but I bet OSHA is thrilled. <laughs> exactly. We're just, it's just a safety move, guys.